Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. So unpack that now of where can they go as a couple to not just be first off the shame that that's almost like that ankle biter that got injury. And now there's strife in the two of them because they think that, well, we're just both incompatible. That's what you hear people say is that, well, we just, we love one another, but we just grew out of that. And, and no disrespect to, you know, if you're watching this and you have ended your marriage and, and different whatever phase of life you're in, I'm not, there's no judgment, no shame, no condemnation. I'm just saying that I've seen people who I knew if they would have put some work in, just throw things away and we have a throwaway culture. So can you kind of hit on how to stay out of that strife thing that moving from that shame to the strife thing and now getting to that point of where you guys even had a civil conversation about, and I don't know how civil it was initially, but you had a conversation about, Hey, you kind of put messages of shame on me. Like that's a lie. And those type of statements make me feel this way. I can be responsible for me, but I'm saying that this is how I feel when a state, when you say that statement, this is how it makes me feel. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so Andre, we started really simple. We started with a bright orange eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper that said in big words on a strife break. And wow. we gave each other permission. If we felt we were in strife, we gave each other permission to say strife break. And then what did we do? <laughs> we would take time. It was just a few minutes. We take three minutes just to pray. We would pray. And it was never, ever, never, ever do we recall a time where it didn't that didn't break the break the barrier break the break down what we had fallen into because the there was so there oh, sorry because there was almost like so much negative momentum oh and you stopped you intervened in the middle of it and you prayed almost yes. like yielding and and talk about that so well yes so the reason it the reason god honestly helped me in particular because i was hard hearted i had issues but as the leader, it's my responsibility to lead. And so I was personally challenged in when we went to that weekend where it all began to make sense. I was personally challenged that if you're going to want to take a strife break, then you pray for three minutes. And then as the leader, as the husband uh, in the family, you are the first one to ask, uh, ask forgiveness uh, and repent for what you have done. Well, uh, along with you, this uh, goofy little book, uh, you don't have to be wrong to repent. Uh, I'm like, oh, my attitude was in the gutter. Wow. My, I, the, the comments I made about the decisions were quite often maybe half, 50, 60% correct. And that's what we ended up doing. But I was so sarcastic. I was so contentious. Uh, I, I was just uh, uh, very negative, a lot of contempt. And, uh, and God start uses, started helping me to realize I was the source of the issue with my attitude of pride because only by pride, what does it say in Proverbs? Comes contention. And, uh, and so if we're gonna have strife and contention, someone's in pride. 
And I was, I needed to take responsibility for my pride. And then Eva said, oh, well, if you're going to do yours, I'll do mine. And so then she would repent. And then we were happy again. <laughs> so how, so I love it. How, how do you, uh, because, you know, you, you dealt with the, uh, the strife and the strife breaks and the contention. Uh, parents are our cultural leaders. And most of us, excuse me, all humans, no matter what that looked like, even if it was ended up being grandparents or they were adopted or foster care or whatnot. So if, if you did not come from a culture where these type of things that you're saying are modeled, how do you start to, how do you decouple yourself from maybe the culture that was, and when I say culture, the negative culture of things, not because no dishonor to people's parents, they might've done the best that they could with what they had available. But I'm saying once people start to recognize that this is not something that works well. So, you know, I hear people say things like all the time, like, oh, you know, all the men in our family are this, or all the women, and it'll be a negative attribute. It won't even be a, you know, so you say, okay, well, you get what I'm saying? So how do, what are some tools that you found, both of you, and it might be some passages of scripture that you want, you know, and you don't have to, it's not trying to put your family on blast. I'm just saying, you know, what, what are, what are some things that you say, well, okay, I, I could separate that from what, what's God's original intention for this and how do I adapt this? You get what I'm saying? Yes. Well, when I think one of, one of the most incredible downloads that the Lord gave to us was we began to realize that a lot of the a lot of the tension or the strife would would come at us through the gate of family of origin issues and those were things that had been carried from generations past that landed on us we had no clue what we were even dealing with until god really began to point us to the scriptures and ironically we found found that in the bible it talks about iniquity which was kind of a word that we didn't even get the understanding of because it was um it was something that we thought was just the same it was a similar thing to sin when we realized that sin is like the fruit and iniquity is like the root we wow. said whoa we've we've got we've got something here and so god's just started to help us to unpack what was what was really layered in our lives and that was things from from my you know from my background and then you know from jim's background mm -hmm. that would that we would just we would really get very very often we would just get into a very you know um contentious we, contentious place because mm -hmm. i didn't realize that what was he was carrying in his you know in his dna and what i was carrying in my dna just would, would you know we would just butt heads and when we began to see the light at the end of the tunnel and realize that, wait, there are things here that are playing out in our lives that we've never even looked at or acknowledged or, you know, asked the Lord to reveal what was really going on, on, you know, on, the, on a deeper level. And that was a, that was a turnkey in our lives, because for me personally, when I began to see some scriptures regarding that topic, um, I'm like stunned because I'm like, Oh, you mean that's what that scripture means? And when I read the scripture, when I the first scripture that got got to me, where it says where it talks about, you know, um, the Lord, you know, Lord says, many will say to me on that last day, you know, we did we did this and this and this, all these good things in your name, and um, and then he's he says to them, you know, depart from me, and I'm thinking, how could that be? How could 
God be saying, depart from me. You've done all these wonderful things. You've Work, healed. Workers of iniquity. You, and then it's the statement is you work, mm -hmm. you're, you're a worker of iniquity. And I'm thinking, how does that, how does that fit into this? Well, for me, the reality that hit me was the, the family, my family of origin, one of my family of origin issues, this is just one of them, but I realized that we were, I was prone and my, my parents and four, forefathers were prone to do their own will instead of doing the will of the father. And I said, oh my goodness, that propensity to just, even as a Christian, doing what I think I need to do, not, not being in touch and hearing from God, you know, I do all these good things. And I'm thinking, you mean none of those things are really any good anymore? <laughs> I've got to, you know, and not that good works isn't even something the Bible talks about, but I realized that I was substituting, you know, I was substituting doing, you know, the will of God for doing my own will. And I saw that how, how, how much, how much conflict that caused even in my, you know, in, you know, in my family, um, you know, my biological family, I thought, wow, that was all over the place. And it was very, it was very, it was just an awakening moment for me that I needed to, I needed to step into that and just say, Lord, because in, in Leviticus 26, um, verse 40, I'm sorry, um, 40, verse 26, it says, if we will acknowledge the iniquities of our forefathers and then repent for our iniquity, then God can come and heal our land. And I'm thinking, yeah, we need some healing of our land because I believe land doesn't represent dirt. I believe it represents family. And I said, hey, God, I think I need that. <laughs> so that was that was at the beginning of our journey that that started to, you know, God started to help us unpack some of those things. And you, so can you define those two words? Uh, I mean, first off, sin, it's a, you know, a word that is kind of often missed uh, as, a, and I know First John defines it, but can you define both iniquity and sin? Sure. Because I love you said one is the fruit and one is the root. Can you say that? Yeah. What did you say, Eva? Yes, I, I said that sin is like the fruit and iniquity is like the root. Perfect. Now, now, yeah, can you go ahead and point it, whoever yeah. wants to define it? Yeah, yeah. and so that. sin, the actual Greek definition of sin is an archery term. You, you're aiming for the bullseye and you miss, you sin. That's my understanding from way back on what sin is. You miss the mark. Whereas iniquity is a bent in the wrong direction. We understand, even I understand iniquity by using this illustration of DNA, divine natural attributes. However, not all the attributes we operate in or have been passed down or modeled to us by our parents are divine. They're not all godly. Some of them are very ungodly. So you might say, in a sense, that is the, that is the iniquity. That is the negative DNA. And, uh, and so that is um, uh, a simple definition. And so here's the problem. We live, we walk through life until we got this understanding. Mm -hmm. We walk through life picking and throwing all this bad fruit off the tree in the dump because it's worms, it's eat, it's bad. And we're like, what's wrong with this dumb tree? Well, you know, it's because the root was iniquitous. Wow. And so it just kept producing bad fruit. 
And yeah, and for me, the bad fruit to start with that I first recognized was resentment. I was resentful because I told her what I wanted, what she needed to do, and what would make me happy. And when it didn't happen, I justified my resentment. And then wow. I found I found out that that was generational, and uh, so then we 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 dealt with it generationally and began to come free. Yes, and. And the, the part that I think was helpful for me, because um, I was I was looking, you know, I, I was studying and looking up, you know, all these, you know, scriptures on iniquity, which are there are 300 and some scriptures on it. Um, not not necessarily in the some of the current translations, but we use the New American Standard. And we, we, we use that for our, our you know, study. But the thing for me that was very helpful was I, I went to uh, the vines and looked up the word iniquity and it said basically it's it's substituting you know our you know what our will is we're substituting our will god's will god's will and doing our own will and that was the core of what opened my eyes to realize that wow i've done that a lot i substituted i substituted doing my own thing many times and it went down. It, it went down really hard for me because I didn't realize that the, at the very core of what was going on there is I recognized and I reflected. And you know, my my father had um, gotten saved and gone to Bible school. And one of the things that had grieved me was that he had a calling on his life. And even reading an article he'd written way back in college, I realized that he had a heart to be able to serve the Lord, but he substituted substituted doing something else because he wasn't supported and encouraged and you know built up um to to go there and there was a substitution of that in his life and i thought that's it i i've come under that same i've come under that same assignment and um you know it was like i'm all about doing good things but it wasn't necessarily god things so that was that was a wake-up call when did the when did the two of you thank you for sharing that when did the two of you both develop a heart once you realized what had happened personally in your own marriage where did you develop a heart for the institution of marriage and for other marriages thank you for listening to today's episode do us a favor if this was useful in any way for you please go to itunes and leave us a review reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast if you'd like more information and to receive a free download rediscover your destiny go to ceoofdestiny.com Thanks again and tune in next time.